Hi, I'm Simona, the Heart Chef, and you're listening to THC Heart Bites. Short little voice messages that come to you every Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday via WhatsApp. Food-related, fantastic, and absolutely free. This is also subscription only. If someone forwarded this to you, please thank them from me. And if you want to start subscribing, simply save this phone number, 8355-909-603, and then send it a WhatsApp message saying, Start THC. You should begin receiving the podcasts immediately after. It really is that simple. Hey, THC Heartbites listeners, thank you for your patience and for understanding that I had some technical difficulties with recording my Sunday episode. So instead, I'm sending you this tonight on Monday, and I hope that you've had a good start to the week and that this brings you a little bit of cheer and that you find this episode both interesting and informative. So what I was going to talk about yesterday was the fact that it's springtime and also harvest season in different parts of India. And some communities were celebrating in style. In Punjab and Haryana, they celebrated Baisakhi or Vaisakhi by thanking God for the good harvest. It's kind of like the Punjabi Thanksgiving. So they dress up, have a lot of singing and dancing to the dhol and even celebrate with carnival-like melas where there's plenty of acrobatics, wrestling and food. Oh man, all the usual Punjabi delicacies are featured and of course, tons of thick creamy sweet lassi to go around. I think my favorite dish is the unassuming pindi chane. Super earthy, high protein and immensely flavorful. Check it out at your local dhaba aside from all the other delicacies they'll probably be serving for the rest of the month. Or simply invite yourself over to a Punjabi friend's home if you can and beg them to make some for you. Kerala, Karnataka and Tamil Nadu also celebrate what is called Vishu, which also happens to be the Tamil New Year and the Malayali New Year. There's a grand puja for Lord Vishnu or Lord Krishna and this is followed by an elaborate family meal known as Sadhya. There are some evening prayers and then fireworks to sum, sum up the complete picture of the Vishu festival. So if you missed the chance to snag a seat at one of these celebratory meals, do check out these delightful dishes at any of the South Indian authentic restaurants if they feature them on the menu this month. There's Vishu Kanji, which is a rice and coconut porridge. It's usually served with jackfruit. Mm. And then there's Vishu Toran, which is a popular cabbage dish made with grated cabbage, onions, carrot, ginger, mustard seeds, red and green chilies and turmeric powder. And don't forget Vishu Katta, quite similar to Vishu Kanji, except this is made with brown rice, coconut milk, cumin seeds, ginger powder and served with jaggery syrup. Now, the Assamese also celebrate this festival, but they call it Rongali Bihu, the Assamese New Year, and the arrival of the spring season. It's a seven-day festival filled with joy, worship, traditional food, and, of course, folk dancing. This marks the first day of the Hindu solar calendar. Bihu, too, revolves around the farming community, who give thanks to their deity for the good harvest. The word Bihu apparently originated from the word Bishu, which means to ask for peace. The word gradually transformed to Bihu. The food featured has loads of green leafy vegetables as well as coconut, jaggery, rice, sesame, milk and milk products. 
Some tribes also brew fresh rice beer and cook special meat dishes. If you have access to Assamese home-cooked food during this festival season, make sure to try out dishes like the tangy and piquant olive jaggery chutney, the heartwarming pumpkin ombal, which has jaggery and tamarind, and of course, the traditional Assamese fish curry. Whew! That was a lot to digest. So maybe let's quickly move on to my launching a cuclear attack on boring ways to serve cucumber. Cucumber is one of the most common ingredients in any salad and it is delicious enough to be enjoyed on its own, which also makes it a great delivery system for a variety of dips. It tastes great pickles too. And there's endless debate on whether it's a fruit or a vegetable, but let's skip that, shall we? And focus on how to best enjoy it. Most folks find it easier to just dice or cube this water-rich, refreshing ingredient and throw it into a salad. Some people slice it and others make sticks by cutting it lengthwise. But that's it? No way, man. Have some fun with your food. Encourage your kids to experiment with different shapes and cuts. And if you want them to eat more vegetables, use creativity to get them excited about it. So here are five things to do with cucumber that are not rocket surgery. Oh, no, no, I know. I know what I said. It's basically brain surgery and rocket science combined. So let's get right to it. Five ways to make cucumber interesting. One, either get a spiralizer or find one of those inexpensive metal double-ended vegetable peelers that has a small grater on one end. It kind of looks like a lemon zester but with slightly larger holes. Now, make long noodle-like strips with this and stop when you get to the core because the seeds of the cucumber will get stuck in the greater holes. You can add these cucumber noodles to cold, thick yogurt for a raita to go with Indian food or as a dip for chips. Number two, use the peeler and after you get all the skin off, continue to peel the cucumber to get beautiful translucent ribbons. If you soak these in some ice water for about 15 minutes, they turn firm and crunchy and will sit pretty on a plate. Pair these with carrot and radish ribbons and you have a gorgeous salad that looks almost too good to eat. Number three, if you skin the cucumber and then score lines down the length of it with the pointy tip of your vegetable peeler, once you cut slices, they will look like sweet little flowers on the plate. Kids love it. As for grown-up kids like you and me, you can make it even more interesting with dips. By serving the dip in hollowed-out cucumbers. Skin and cut them lengthwise in half, scoop out the seeds and pipe the dip in there for cucumber boats. Or cut across and hollow out the tubes with a small melon baller or with the vegetable peeler itself. Make sure the base is a bit flat so they can stand and then pipe the dip into these cucumber shot glasses. These edible glasses also make great party hors d'oeuvres because you can serve just about anything in them, solid or liquid, sweet or savory. And the best part? No washing up, because you just eat the glasses. <laughs> Number five, using a small melon baller, you can scoop tiny cucumber marbles. They look adorable and can be served in a large bowl or with toothpicks. Firm them up 
by refrigerating them for at least 30 minutes before serving. And to make things interesting, you can soak them in fruit juice, punch or sangria. If you want to make a shortcut alternative to fancy sorbet, just freeze them for a surprising palate cleanser between courses. And instead of ice cream, this makes a superb dairy-free option that's healthier and easy to prepare. So there you have it. Five ways to make the best of cucumber. Don't be boring and try at least one. If you feel like sharing your picks, send them across on WhatsApp or post them online with the hashtag TheHeartChef or just tag the Heart Chef both on Instagram and Facebook. If you have a cucumber trick I don't know about, let me know and I'll share it with everyone else. I love learning new things and sharing them. Don't you? So this was the fourth episode of THC Heart Bites with some spring and harvest festival information and cool ways to cut up cucumber. Have fun experimenting with the different serving suggestions. Loved it? Hated it? Not quite sure? Let me know. I'd also love to know what you think of today's episode or the podcast in general. So go ahead and message me on Instagram or Facebook. Look for The Heart Chef or WhatsApp me. Or like some cool subscribers have done, you can even leave me voice notes. If you wish to unsubscribe, just WhatsApp Stop THC and your subscription and records will be cleared. If you're sharing this with friends and family who are not in the country and they wish to subscribe, please remind them to add the country code plus 91 when they are saving the number 8355-909-603. Thank you, Hemant, for that super helpful tip and for sharing my podcast with your friends who live outside India. Hopefully, soon I'll have more international subscribers than the current three. Joseph M. in Boston. Hey, Joseph! Sarah C. in Switzerland. What's up, Sarah? And Vidya D. in London. Yo, Vidya! Man, I love when technology makes the world a smaller place and brings us closer together. Don't you? Before I go, I'd like to sincerely thank those subscribers who took the trouble to send me good wishes and supportive messages for the special dinner I was preparing on Saturday night. Yeah, I know I kind of already thanked them in the apology messages, but I... I have to say it again. I mean, it made a huge difference. It boosted my confidence. And I just felt touched that they took the trouble to send me those messages. So once again, thank you for encouraging me. Jude, Vidya, Bijal, Nulencia, Rahul, Enid. And special thanks to Reina for actually accompanying me. And she took some amazing pictures that I can't wait to share with you all. I think I already posted a couple on Facebook and Instagram. So go take a look. Tell me what you think. The menu comprised five courses. A skinny rainbow salad, a meat-free slider, a very high protein, and uh, which was served with gluten-free uh, buns, if you can call them that. Um, and uh, two of the three diners even said that it tasted just like meat, which made me so happy. And that was followed by John Dory fillets, which were baked on papillot with a miso tamarind glaze. And this was followed by palate cleansing soupsicles, which did not freeze, so I served them as granitas. This finally was followed by the uh, the last course, which was a healthy version of roast chicken, served with some balsamic, soy and cumin pulled chicken on the side, with baked balsamic and soy potato roses, and a low-fat, flourless, butterless gravy. I didn't get to make dessert, uh, so maybe that's something I'll save for another time. 
I'm trying something new this time and based on a suggestion from THC Heartpath subscriber Charlene, I'm sending the podcast now onwards in two or three separate voice notes so it doesn't get too long at a stretch. Let me know if this works as a better approach and I'll be also sharing a short tutorial soon on how to save these podcasts to your devices such as your phone, your tablet and computer so you can listen to them whenever you like without even having to open WhatsApp or have an internet connection. I think that will be helpful. What do you say? You have a good start to the week and I'll talk to you next on Wednesday with some weird, wacky and wonderful facts about something I call Herbal Red Bull. Yep, it's an energy drink made from a very pretty and very common flower. And I'll be telling you how to make it as well as where you can simply order an organic, sugar-free version that is not packed in plastic and will be delivered to your doorstep anywhere in Mumbai city. I'll also be sharing a scary fact about feeding your pets certain human foods and how it can be not just harmful but fatal. If you love your fur babies as much as I do mine, you will want to make a note of that because I would let nothing bad ever happen to my darlings and I'm sure you feel the same way. On that note, this is me Simona, the heart chef. Signing off with a big hug from my heart to yours. Thank you.